Barnes guarded by James. And Scotty puts it up over top. LeBron. Damare Carroll. PJ Tucker. OG Ananobi. Jared Salinger. Bruno Caboclo. These are all tried, tested, and unfortunately failed so-called LeBron stoppers that Toronto have tried. And it's no disrespect to them, of course LeBron is an absolute superstar. But there has been, with the exception of one season with Kawhi Leonard, a sense that the Raptors do not have the player, the individual, to stop that monster. But as Toronto absolutely dominated the Los Angeles Lakers last night, you get the sense that finally the Raptors have the man to do it. And it's Scotty Barnes. You may have taken our criticism that he's been relegated into a sort of fourth or fifth option quite personally because he's been on an absolute tear. But it was his matchup with LeBron James that really showed what kind of a player he not only could be, but is at the moment. But it's not only him, of course. It's not only the future rookie of the year. That win, along with the 4-0 run against very, very strong Western teams on the road, must remember, it shows the manifestation of the long boy, the six foot nine, positionless basketball philosophy that the front office and Nick Nurse have tried desperately to implement this season. Now we know it didn't work early on, but sitting at 38 and 30, the Raptors may have it all figured out, perhaps a couple of years too early. Going into all the games, this is Balling in the Sixth. Now, the win over the San Antonio Spurs was not so much excellent as it was needed. Of course, three losses to Detroit, Orlando and the Cleveland Cavaliers meant the Raptors were in a mini slide of sorts and we referred to that on the last episode. Ever since the All-Star break, it's not been ideal, of course, up to this point. However, with Van Vliet returning and dropping 26, with Siakam and Barnes dropping 20 apiece... The Raptors dealt with a rather weak, I mean, the Spurs were 25 and 41 at the time, and despite being on the road, you sort of fully expect a playoff chasing team like the Raptors to comfortably dispatch of San Antonio, and indeed, that is what they did. Uh, The Suns win, that was nice as well. Of course, it wasn't quite the start of this long boy philosophy, which we're constantly referring to this episode. And of course, it was mainly based around Gary Trent Jr.'s return to form. He went for eight triples, scoring 42 points and being plus 20 on the floor. Of course, he was helped out by Siakam and, you know, we're just expecting 25 plus points from him per game. Van Vliet didn't have his best game, neither scoring nor facilitating, but he was helped off the bench in particular by Thaddeus Young and uh, Precious Achua who is becoming extremely reliable when you need double digits off the bench. At the end though, and I mean, we referred to him at the start, Scotty Barnes. Two absolutely crucial steals. Essentially sealed the game. And, you know, 
as we know, as any NBA fan knows, you just look at the table and this Suns team is no joke. Phenomenal uh, fourth quarter for Scotty Barnes defensively. Um, but in all this, the actual display that we saw against the Denver Nuggets was a number of things. It was bizarre, it was unorthodox, it was innovative, and as we've come to expect that from Nick Nurse. But weirdly, it worked, and it was exactly the type of positionless six foot nine basketball that the front office and Nick Nurse have been working on all season that we referred to earlier. Now, I just want to give you some context. Toronto had pretty much matched Denver for two and a half quarters, started falling behind uh, towards the end of the third. And then, whether it is out of pure desperation or he'd already maybe given up the game, Nick Nurse ran the following lineup <clears throat> Delano Banton, Scotty Barnes, Thaddeus Young, Chris Boucher, and Ken Birch. Now, it's worth noting that all of these guys are six foot nine, which is, you know, playing into the meme, playing into the philosophy, whatever you want to refer it to as. None of these guys shoots league average from three. Well, I mean, with the exception of perhaps Thaddeus Young and maybe Boucher uh, on his game, you wouldn't rely on any of these guys to knock down an open corner three. And yet, they put in one of the most phenomenal quarters. If you look between the end of the third and the end of the fourth, Raptors, of course, outscoring the Nuggets 34 to 16 in the fourth quarter. They put together one of the most complete team performances, both on the defensive and the offensive end, that you could ever want from a Raptors team. You know, putting people like Siakam, and Siakam had to laugh about this at the end, you know. He was like, he's not getting back in the game, even when it's crunch time in the fourth. Even your star player who's dropped 33 is not getting back in because this bench plus Barnes lineup is running so well. You know, and there was a number of reasons for this. One is the sense that it is indeed positionless basketball. Now, like the Suns, the Nuggets, of course, are no joke. And they have Nikola Jokic, who probably deserves to be MVP this year. And yet, if you look at the box score, 9 and 13, uh, 9 of 13 from the field doesn't look too bad. But the frustration that he had from the Raptors defensive scheme in the fourth quarter... I mean, it just brought an absolute smile to your face. So you had five sort of six foot nine guys with, you know, and we say long boys. It's not a meme. They, they're, the length of these guys' arms is, is ridiculous. And of course, it conduces itself to plenty of steals and of course, plenty of offensive rebounds. Let's go on to that. 23 offensive rebounds, six for Ken Birch and nine for Chris Boucher. And uh, Scotty Barnes chipped in with three as well. So you're getting all your boards, right? And that's important when you're not a brilliant offensive team and not a brilliant shooting team. Of course, you only shot 47% from the floor compared to 55% from the Nuggets. But if you grab your offensive boards, you're going to inevitably take more shots. And that manifested itself in 102 field goals attempts for the Raptors compared to just 78 for the Nuggets. It's one important tenet of Nick Nurse philosophy. The second 
how do you deal with that star man? Now, when we talked about the LeBron stop at the start, we're not, of course, only referring to a LeBron. We're referring to these MVP-style players, right? Your KDs, your Jokic's, your Doncic's, your, um, and your LeBron's, of course. <laughs> so, you, how do you stop Jokic? You know, there's a lot of chat, and that was including from this podcast, about the Raptors not having that seven-footer, that traditional heavy center, you know, that big body, who can protect the rim, who can protect the paint and limit some of the damage from these stronger centers like Jokic. Of course, he's very skillful, but also he's got that physical advantage over a lot of players. He can bully his way into most um, situations. But of course, the Raptors did not let him do that. How? Now, it's simply a game of ball denial. I want to shout out Will Lou from Yahoo Sports for some excellent video analysis And what we took when the Raptors were defending Jokic, especially in the half court, is that they were always fronting him up. There was always a man in front, you know. Of course, you run the risk of alley-oops, you run the risk of backdoor cuts. But essentially, if you deny the ball to Jokic, whether it's in the elbow, whether it's top of the key, you're going to have a fun time against the Nuggets. Because as talented a roster as they are, Jokic handling the ball, and Jokic even off-ball sometimes creates the space for the likes of, you know, Bones Highland, Will Barton, Jeff Green, uh, Morris as well. So it's important to simply not allow the MVP the ball. It sounds simpler, of course, than it actually is. But that's where the switching comes into play as well, because no matter how many screens the Nuggets set, they could not get a man off Jokic. They could not get Jokic free. In fact, you saw probably in the middle of the fourth quarter, and shout out to Will Lou again, you saw Delono Banton fronting him up. Then it was a switch and you saw Ken Birch fronting him up. And I think by the end, within a couple of plays, everyone had been on Jokic because they've got simply one job. You know, if they want to get it to him high or they want to alley-oop, that's fine. You take that in the end. But what you don't do is allow Jokic to do what he does best and dictate the play. How do you stop someone dictating the play? Stop them having the ball in the first place. It's simple, but Nick Nurse has run it absolutely perfectly and you can you know you can go through a couple of plays on here where Nick Jokic is getting visibly frustrated because simply there's no time there's no time to dictate the Nuggets offense and at the end and I mean you also see it with LeBron in the next game he got extremely frustrated and uh, that's mainly down to the defense of Scotty Barnes and co so an absolutely special game against the Nuggets it's worth remembering that was second that was the second night of a Western uh, Conference road game back-to-back against the probably the two best, most informed Western teams, with the exception of Golden State at the minute. So a real coup for Nick Nurse, a real testament to not only the players, but Nick Nurse's coaching philosophy as well. And I wanted desperately, I didn't record this yesterday, because I wanted to wait for the Raptors-Lakers game. Of course, we have the treat of seeing us play LeBron twice, in one week and of course it no longer comes with the dread that it used to there's no Lebronto anymore in fact since Lebron moved over to LA he's 0-6 against the Raptors this Lakers team they're a garbage fire at the moment and you know they're not looking like recovering anytime soon I think that showed uh, early in the first quarter it was just all the Raptors starters coming out hot and 12 points is the lowest score after the first quarter that I believe the Lakers offense has ever put out in franchise history and uh, it was appalling I mean admittedly you're running with an offense of uh, Westbrook uh, 
Monk, Reeves, uh, Stanley Johnson and LeBron. And probably with the exception of, you know, Monk when he's on his game and LeBron, no one is really scoring there, especially with Westbrook in, in such terrible form at the minute. Doesn't even work when you've got Carmelo off the bench because, you know, the Lakers offense right now and, and their whole roster construction is just, just so poor. But again, let's not let that take away from the Raptors' performance because, of course, LeBron James, uh, as we've seen in the last few games, he's more than capable of having 50-point games and dragging his team over the line. I mean, there's some accusations of stat padding. I personally don't buy that myself. I believe he is the GOAT uh, for a reason, and he will drag his team and his poorly congested roster. No one said he was the GOAT of being a GM. Uh, Le GM has been, perhaps in LA at least, an experiment which has uh, dreadfully failed. Um, and, you know, either he needs a new team or another roster overhaul. Um... But let's let's get right into this game. Raptors 33-12 up after the first quarter. And if, as we said, the game against the Nuggets was the team coming together, this was a purely individual battle. This was Scotty Barnes against LeBron James. Both played 40 minutes. Uh, Scotty scored 21 in the end with plus 21 on the field. LeBron uh, scored 30 with minus 21 on the field and five turnovers. This was purely a game for the ages, a matchup for the ages, you know. We saw that meme after the game, the future is now, old man. And as we said, you know, LeBron's still got some great years left in him. But that performance, I mean, it brings a lot of comfort to Raptors fans who have had to suffer through that LeBron on Cleveland phase where he just dominated the Raptors, whether it's in Toronto in Cleveland, year on year, playoff on playoff. This was therapeutic in some ways it was cleansing simply put it was pure aggression at both ends I mean Barnes scored 15 of 21 is 21 points in that first quarter taking advantage of the fatiguing the aging Lakers roster but it was also on the defensive end where he was able to really frustrate LeBron and I think you know Jokic got visibly frustrated and committed a dirty foul on him and LeBron that incident where you know he tried to keep the ball out of bounds and throw it at Raptors player. Ended up being Scotty Barnes. It looked, maybe it just looked worse than it actually was. That was some unnecessary aggression. Perhaps stemming from the kind of performance and the job that Barnes was doing on him. And of course, Scotty was helped out by his teams. You know, Siakam, as we said before, come to expect plenty of 25 plus point games. Gary Trent, very similar. And the one thing I want to highlight with Gary Trent, not his shooting from the floor but from the free throw line Raptors have historically or at least this season struggled converting their free throws it's often been the big differentiator in close games and even in this they only went 26 of 36 you know none of the bench uh, made 100% of their free throws uh, Barnes was 2 of 3 Van Vliet 3 of 4 Siakam 7 of 10 those are the kind of minor differences especially in playoff games that can mean the difference between uh, you know a mark in the W column and the mark in the L column but Gary Trent Jr., 11 of 13 from the free throw line. And, you know, you look at playoffs coming, they're over the horizon. You look at having to be a little more aggressive, not being able to rely on the three ball, but having to go to the line. And that kind of experience is so, so important. Uh, another thing, of course, we can highlight is, again, like the Nuggets game, the offensive rebounds, 19 for the Raptors compared to nine. And overall, 64 rebounds compared to 43. Now, if you look back at some of our older episodes this season, you talk about the need for a centre purely for rebounding. 
But when you have Siakam, Precious, Barnes combining themselves for 30 rebounds, it's not a problem. Then you've brought in a brilliant bench piece in Tadeus Young, who's good for pretty much 7-10 to 10 rebounds a game. Boucher, again, he's been more sensible. He's developed his game in the last couple of months so much. He's become such a mature player. And that shows 13 points and 8 rebounds off the bench. And yeah, that's not even mentioning Ken Birch, who, to be fair to him since our last criticism, has done a solid, solid job. But to be honest, as you heard at the start, this is the Scotty Barnes show at the minute. He's not scared of anyone. It could be Jokic. It could be LeBron. I think the biggest test of him is going to be KD. Now, uh, I don't believe that's upcoming for a while yet. It could be in the playoffs, of course. The Raptors have played their three games against the Nets. But at the minute, he's got a couple of tough opponents. He's got LeBron again on Friday. He's got Philly. You know, I'm not sure he's going to be guarding James Harden, but he has got Philly, and we don't know how Nick Nurse will defend Embiid uh, next Monday when when, uh, the Raptors go to Philly. So it'll be an interesting one, but as we said, this is how Nick Nurse and the front office envision the Raptors playing. Five, six foot nine guys deflecting everything, grabbing all the offensive boards, not shooting particularly well, not creating particularly well in the half court, but almost having that volume of shots and having that aggression on both ends of the floor, almost forcing a win out, right? This isn't the most aesthetic of basketball. This isn't um, Steve Kerr's Golden State from like 2017. This is Nick Nurse pure gritty basketball and this is one that's going to launch the Raptors into the playoffs. This has been Balling in the Six. Thank you very much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Balling in the Six and we'll be back next week when the Raptors inevitably extend their winning streak against another four tough teams. Two LA's, uh, away in Philadelphia and away at Chicago.